Peace Misfits. So our last episode was over a month ago. And in that time, a lot has changed in the world. So I decided that I wanted to change up this episode of the podcast as well. Because right now, we need some fun. And we need to feel like we can just escape. You know? So with that being said, on the latest episode of another podcast that I'm a part of, which is called Just Keep Firing, uh, we have a section where we talk about uh, our pick three. And for me, my pick three was the three things that I kind of discovered or got back into while I've been off of social media. And I'll get back into me and social media a little later on in the show. But to open up the show, I want to uh, delve into one of my uh, new things that I'm into, which would be uh, chill hop slash lo-fi music. I want to introduce you guys to that if you all aren't familiar. So here's a song called Leaving for Good by Hans. Get a little taste of what uh, chill hop slash lo-fi music is, and then we're going to get into the show. Enjoy. Thank you. 
In my time away, chill lo-fi music is definitely something that I have fallen in love with. <laughs> it just fits me. It's healing. And that's what I'm looking to do with this episode of The Healing Space. We are going through a lot right now. And there's more than one way to heal. And I seek to prove that with this episode. So sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. But more importantly, misfits, let's get healed. Welcome to The Healing Space, a black and queer mental health podcast geared toward proving there is more than one way to heal. I am your host, Sensei Raven Akundayo. And indeed, that is exactly what this episode is about, Misfits, showing everybody that there's more than one way to heal. That has been what we've been doing from the very beginning of The Healing Space. And right now, with everything that is going on with COVID-19, I wanted to kind of step outside of our norm, you know? Uh, Because there's more than one way to heal, I didn't want to make this anything heavy. Uh, We're not going to be focusing on anything dealing with anxiety as I initially stated we'd be doing for the rest of the year. I just honestly want to have fun. Just have some fun. So I have kind of some some surprises in store for everyone. And I think it's going to be cool. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So first, let's do a (laughs) check-in so it's been a minute since we've had a check-in because the last episode i believe was february the 25th and thank you all so much for your feedback uh the little bit of time i was on social media after the episode went up michael and i have gotten a lot of really good feedback for the episode and it's greatly appreciated love you guys so much out there in the misfit universe and i it's personally one of my favorite episodes uh so much so that it plays a part in what's going to happen with this episode so i'm going to tell you how this episode is going to be different now so shout out one to michael ward who was on the last episode with me but also to my co-host uh daryl taylor who was a part of just keep firing um he and i do that podcast together And he has something uh, that he does called Pick 3, as I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show. But he often plays music during, well, he talks about music during his Pick 3. I have used music as my Pick 3 before. But often during the show, he'll play at least one song because he's a huge music lover. Huge. And when I was thinking about this episode of the podcast, uh, as you guys know, I wasn't here for the entire month of March. And when I thought of coming back, I was like, but I want this to be different. Because I want the Misfits to be able to have something fun, you know? Um, I was thinking really heavy. For those of you who know me well, you know that I put a lot of thought into making each episode of the podcast. It can be a little draining sometimes. <laughs> because I put a lot into each episode. And this time I thought to myself, I'm like, our listeners right now with everything that's going on in this world just want an opportunity to escape. They just want something where they can listen to it and not have to worry about the worries of the world. You know, a lot of people are quarantined right now and they can't leave the house and they just want something where they're able to let go, have fun and chill. And there have been so many things that have been going on online in regards to that right now. So with everything that's going on with the coronavirus, with COVID-19, people have been getting very imaginative creatives are showing their ass in the best way possible (laughs) we have people doing you know battles on ig live you know producers singers and like uh coming together we have people who are doing um cyber brunches 
You know, people are going on to Zoom and having parties and everything. And I think that it's a great way of showing that we can still be together without being together physically. Now, unfortunately, there are some people who aren't adhering to, you know, the rules that are being put in place by each city, each state, uh, asking people to um, stay in place. And uh, I don't believe that's the proper term. So forgive me. <laughs> it's close to it. Um, but yeah, people aren't doing what they need to do to be a part of the solution. Uh, and they're kind of being a part of the problem. And it's unfortunate because while me, I personally don't understand the concept of boredom. Uh, it's real for a lot of people and they would like nothing more than to get out of the house. But they're doing their part to make sure that they're helping us to get past this pandemic. Unfortunately, there are some people who don't really get the idea of staying in place. And so they're going out. I mean, even here in Atlanta, as of this recording this past weekend, there were people who were in Piedmont Park playing kickball. And it's like, dude, it was like 15 to 20 of them where it's, it's clearly been stated that it shouldn't be 10 or more people, you know. So I've seen people using their imagination to do so many wonderful things online. And it's like if we want this to be over within a month, you know, within two months, we have to do our part. So this is me doing my part. Now, uh, in my nine to five, you know, there are many people in my heart. My heart goes out to those who have been furloughed. You know, um, my heart goes out to those who have been fired. Uh, I am someone who is considered an essential worker. Uh, I am still out here as a first responder with what I do in the health field. So I have to be very careful because I have asthma and I'm still out here with my youth every day. Not only my youth, but my co-workers youths, you know, so we have to be out there day in and day out. So I'm somebody on the front line who absolutely gets it's important to stay in the house. But here I am with a podcast where I'm able to make a difference in another way. And that's what I want to do. So we're going to do that through music. So before I get even further into my check-in, I think that we should listen to some music right now. <laughs> and what I decided to do is that I was going to play four tracks for you guys. Now, this is minus um, Chill Lo-Fi. Uh, this is four different tracks that I'm going to play. Two of them are fairly recent and two of them were more old school. I decided to have two men and two women. So first to start it off would be probably the newest of all of the songs that's out right now. And that would be the newest song by The Weeknd called Blinding Lights. So go ahead and get a listen and we'll be back as we continue with the check-in.
Listen, listen, listen. I love that song. I absolutely love that song. <laughs> the first time I heard it, I was like, that is a jam. That is a bop. Like, I hope that you guys enjoyed it too. Um, for those of you who knew it already, or if this was your first time hearing it, hopefully you jammed out with me. Uh, like I said, this episode is all about finding new ways to heal, and music is a great healer. Uh, so, okay, we were doing the check-in, and I was letting you guys know where I've been. So, uh, the last episode was February the 25th, and I left social media soon after. Uh, now, as you guys know, normally I uh, leave social media. Well, I mean, since I've been doing this podcast, I've taken off quite a bit. But it's usually the month of October after we celebrate the anniversary of the podcast in September. I go away for one month and come back in November. However, I ended up having an emotional breakdown. Uh, it was pretty bad. Uh, and this is supposed to be a light episode, so. <laughs> but it is the healing space, and you all are my family. So I'll just say that I had a breakdown. It was pretty bad. And in the midst of the breakdown, through all my tears and, you know, shaking and everything, I was like, I got to get off social media. Um, I don't know why I made the decision. I don't believe social media was the reason why I had the breakdown. But I decided I was going to remove everything. So I took off Facebook and I took off, uh, I deleted actually for the very first time. Normally I kind of just sign out, but I was like, no, I don't even want people looking for me. So I removed, um, I, de I deactivated, there we go. I deactivated my Instagram and my Facebook. And the only reason why, like both of my pages are back up now, but it's only because Michael, um, he and I were uh, on Spotify together and we didn't, we weren't subscribed to each other's um, Spotify accounts. So he couldn't find me and it was because my Spotify is connected to my Facebook. So I was like, oh, so I went back on and I activated both of the accounts, but I immediately, you know, I haven't been on either. I just activated them just so he'd be able to find me and then I left. So with this episode, I'm returning back to Facebook and Instagram. I don't know how long or I'm going to be on there or how active I will be while I'm on there. But I wanted to promote this episode and I also wanted to give proper promotion to the episode with Michael. Because while I'm happy that all of you were very supportive of me and Mike, I, I still want to promote the episode. It deserves that. I don't remember the last time I promoted anything on any of THS's pages on social media, to be honest with you. I don't think I've promoted anything in 2020. Uh, so I need to. I need to do promotion. So that's why I'm returning back. Uh, but I do know that everyone has told me that I shouldn't be mad, you know, or feel bad about being gone from social media for this period of time because, of course, um, COVID started while I was gone. And people have been saying, unfortunately, that, and this is what I hoped. I hoped that with everyone being in the house and kind of, you know, not being able to get out and interact with other people physically, it would allow them an opportunity to kind of do some self-healing. Uh, and, you know, kind of go within and do that journey that I always talk about, that important journey of self-love, which when we're doing that self-love work helps us to show up properly in our interactions with others. Unfortunately, I've been told that social media does not show that um, and that people have been doing the complete opposite. Uh, the bullying is still going on. You know, the um, the attacks, the unwarranted attacks are still going on. And it's a little disheartening, you know, but yet again, this is the reason why we are here and why I'm doing this episode to give us an opportunity to kind of jam out, you know, 
and check in with each other. So by all means, uh, I want you guys to do some things for me. First of all, let me know what you think of the music that I'm playing. Let me know that you're feeling it. Um, I have some other things I'm going to do for the month of April in regards to music. Uh, but if you all have any particular artists that you'd like for me to play, just let me know. I would love for this to be interactive with all of us. Uh, also, check in with me. I'd love to be able to tell the misfits about how some of you are handling this quarantine and what you're doing in the uh, the age of Corona uh, or Rona, as many people have dubbed it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so as you all saw the name of the episode, I named it the COVID experiment because I want to experiment with some things that I've never done on the podcast before. And I figured with what's happening in the world right now, this is just out there, far out there. So why not do the same thing with the podcast? You feel me? So how have I been living during COVID? Um, as I as I said to you all earlier, not a lot has changed with me. Like where, where with a lot of people, they're either you know, permanently working from home or they've been furloughed or something of that nature. That hasn't been my story. Uh, I'm still out there every day, you know. Well, I'm now working from home two days a week. Uh, but the other three days, I'm still out there doing my regular work on campus with my kids and everything. Uh, so I haven't seen a massive change. You know, I have friends who are strictly working from home. The most they do is they may go out and walk around the block or something like that. I also know some people who are so frightened about what's going on that they haven't left the house at all. You know, um, I personally feel like it's very important to get out and get some fresh air. You know, um, I don't know the the guidelines set in place by every state, but I can say for those of us who are here in Georgia, while we are supposed to stay in place, we do have the option, of course, of going out to the grocery store, going to, you know, medical facilities and things of that nature. Also, we're able to exercise. Now, according to where you go with exercise, me personally, I wouldn't say go to a park or something like that. But I know for me in my community, I have a lake. So, you know, I can go jogging or running or something like that. And by all means, you can do that, but you just have to stay six feet away from everyone else, you know? Um, so you, you can get out. For those who are here in Georgia, you can get out. Again, I can't state for every other state. Um, I can't say for every other state, state for every other state. <laughs> I can't say for every other state. Uh, but, you know, go online and read up on what the laws are for where you are. Uh, I do believe that for everyone, we have an opportunity to step outside. You know, I don't want people to feel like, now, of course, those with um, more compromised immune systems, I absolutely get it. If you have maybe a balcony or something like that, um, step out, get you some fresh air, go back into the house again. But I can understand how I could drive somebody mad not being able to step outside at all. Um, so allow yourself that freedom to be able to do that at the very least. Uh, and so, you know, that's me day to day, you know, uh, and it's funny because I'm not as bothered by it as some, like, even if I was only working from home and that was it, my day to day, I don't know, I guess it changes more on the weekend. You know, maybe I do more during the weekend last year, as you all know, I was traveling to a different city every month. So I guess some would assume that I would be, you know, kind of going crazy a little bit, but you know, not being able to travel or things of that nature, but I'm not. Like I can go, you know, to a drive through to get food. I can go to a grocery store. You know, if I decide that I want to go for a walk around my neighborhood, I can do that. 
when I'm in the house, I have my PS4, I can binge TV, I can read books, like, there are, there's so many things that I can do, so many things, um, I don't know, uh, I just, you know, I'm throwing some things out there to people, journal, you know, uh, these things that people are doing as far as, you know, while they're practicing their physical distancing by being online with their friends, find ways to interact with your friends online, you know? I love these ideas of being able to do brunches online or, you know, uh, parties, house parties and things of that nature. These are really cool ways to be able to keep yourself active. Uh, one of my closest friends, Brandon and his husband, Donye, they got on Marco Polo when I was like trying to get Brandon on there for forever. But they got on there and they brought the whole New York crew and we have a whole group on there. Uh, my friends, I don't know if I've told you guys about the Threadheads, but that's a group of friends, men, women, gay, straight, who we have been each other in each other's lives for goodness, I think maybe 15 years or not, if not more. And we're all over the country, all over the country. And it started for the majority of the years, because I think it was only the beginning of this year that we transferred it into text messaging. But we've been in emails for all of those years talking to each other. And we range in age from, I think, mid 30s to early 50s. And we just got on our first Zoom last week, last Wednesday. We um, had a Zoom, and I think it's nine of us, and it was so much fun. And mind you, I despise FaceTime. I don't like getting on the phone. <laughs> so it's like I went, I had, I was with that group, and then either the day before or the day after, I was in a group with Brandon, Donye, and all of our friends. And I was like, did I really just do two Zooms two days in a row? But I enjoyed both. I really did. So misfits, I implore you, really step outside. Like, and I don't mean just physically step outside. I mean of your comfort zone. Find things that you can do so that you can continue to have fun and to not feel like, you know, I'm trapped in this house and I can't do anything. If you focused on the negative, that's all you're going to experience. Here's your opportunity to let your inner child run free and to find really cool things to do. And that includes those of you who are parents. Find things that you, and, and I understand, you know, I, I have neighbors where I live who, you know, have their kids going outside and it's like, get away. <laughs> I get it, but even find cool things that you can do with your kids. Don't let it be something where it's like, I'm stressed out because I'm around my kids too much. Find cool things that you all can do together. Let's say that you're a family who doesn't normally eat together. Find an opportunity for all of you to come to a table and eat, you know? If it's you and you're just a single parent with your child, find really cool things that you all can do. Maybe you're not a gamer, but maybe your child is. So to find a way for the two of you to be able to connect more and so that it doesn't feel like they're getting on your nerves, play games with them. Or introduce them to games that you used to play. For all you know, they could still find it fun even in 2020. Just some ideas, you know? Um, I, I want everybody, as I said earlier, to please be careful though, you know, uh, we need to take this seriously and to not feel as though just because you don't want to do something. Yeah. I've had to tell some friends, I can't see you, you know, they've asked, can I see you? And I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm chill. You know, uh, I've seen my coworkers, um, my friend D who, you know, I talk about a lot on the, uh, the past episode of just keep firing i see him pretty regularly you know um my roommate i see him all the time that's rob the one who i do my other podcast with rustling while black uh and when he's not with his girlfriend he's usually here 
uh, you know, he's traveling to be with his girlfriend at her place. So that's about it. Other than that, I don't really see anyone. But me and all of my friends keep in contact with each other via phone, via Marco Polo, via Zoom. So we're, we're being very aware of what's going on and understanding that in order for everyone to be able to heal and if we want this to be done and over with, we can't continue to live life as we were because that's not what life looked like right now. So again, I just implore everybody to really take this seriously and do your part so that we can get this done and over with sooner rather than later. And yeah, so with that being said, as I always say, <laughs> we're done with the check-in. Before we go into culture of pop though, it's time for some more music. And this one is a classic. I'm sure a lot of you who are listening know who Anita Baker is, right? <laughs> so I received two, my very first two CDs that I ever received were uh, Crazy Sexy Cool by... Um, uh, TLC Lord <laughs> and Rhythm of Love by Anita Baker and I want you all to listen to this next track because it is like I don't know you know how you hear certain songs and they take you back to a time when I listen to this song it takes me back to some of the best moments that I had in high school and especially this particular Christmas when I received this CD the song is Body and Soul and it's Anita Baker and I'll see you guys on the other side
classic without question. Absolutely. <laughs> Anita Baker is one of the greatest ever. One of the greatest ever. And I love that album so much. I don't think she's created anything that I don't love. Wow. Ugh. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, for all of you out there who love Anita Baker, there we go. Um, if there's anyone, absolutely anyone out there who may not be familiar with who she is, hopefully this has made you want to go and check out more of her music. Trust me, everything, everything is amazing. So, it's time for us to move into the culture of pop. I originally was going to leave this alone. I was like, I'm just going to find a bunch of random stuff to talk about. But in the time that I've been gone, I actually have watched a lot. <laughs> um, so I want to go over some of the things. So first of all, community. And you all have heard me talk about community before, especially on the episode that BHW and I did uh, talking about our favorite shows of all time. As you all know, community is in my top five. It's one of my favorite shows ever. And they are now on Netflix. I found that out. It um, came to Netflix on the 1st of April. And so I, of course, had to go and read articles. Because I'm like, how did this happen? When did this happen? I've been watching it on Hulu uh, since, um, what was it? I think it was after the 6th season. At the 6th season, Hulu got the rights. Uh, but then, in what I'm assuming is something that rarely happens, two streaming services both got the same show. And... Um, so they're on Netflix now. I believe they said Netflix has them for two to three years or three to four, one of the two. And Hulu is on their final year with them. So I don't know if uh, Hulu's going to have them or not anymore. But the idea of being able to watch one of my favorite shows ever without commercials is the best. So that's why I was so excited. Uh, if you all have never heard of, for anyone who's listening to this who has never heard of um, Community before, uh, it's... Donald Glover's in it. Uh, who else? Allison Brie, for those of you who watch Glow. Uh, Joe McHale, for those of you who remember Talk Soup. That's where he started off on Talk Soup. Uh, Chevy Chase, for those of you who are a certain age, who of who are of excuse me a certain age who know who Chevy Chase is. Uh, yeah, it's quite a few people. It's just a brilliantly written show. And uh, my friend D, who I mentioned earlier, I was telling him the other day that. Um, what's the name? The Russo brothers, who are the directors and, uh, well, they were directors and producers of Community, but they're directors in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They did two of Captain America's movies, as well as two of the Avengers movies. And so, just to give you an idea of how well-written the show is, uh, it's just very smart. Very smart. Very smart. And so, yeah, if you haven't checked out Hulu before, nope, nope, that's not what I meant to say. If you haven't checked out Community before, now you have another option, which is Netflix. Um, one thing I can say I noticed is that I never realized the big difference between them before as far as dark and light. Netflix is definitely darker as far as the tint of the streaming service. Hulu is much brighter, and that's one of the things I've noticed. Watching Community on Hulu, it's very bright, very colorful. Watching Community on Netflix almost feels a little weird because it seems kind of dreary. And I was like, I never noticed the difference in, in the color before. That was interesting to me. Random. But um, next, another show I've been binging on uh, Netflix is Lucifer. And I really am into it. 
like I, I I wanted to get into it when it first premiered and I watched the first season I believe all the way through and then I end up stopping um what was it was it the like maybe after episode one no 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 I never made it to the end of the first season of Lucifer and I, I was about to say something but I don't want to give it away for those who haven't watched but yes just know that um lucifer is actually in the dc universe which most people don't know even those who watch the show uh and again i can't say anything else because that could be a spoiler but just know that it's a good show it's a good very funny very funny show and yeah i enjoyed it a lot so that's another show that i've been watching with my friend d and we are on season three I think season three, and I think they're up to four seasons. I believe so. Yeah. Um, so another one is All American, and that stars Daniel Ezra and Tay Diggs. And that show is another really well-written one, and I'm glad that I'm uh, about to start season two. Season one wasn't binged, but it took several days to get through it. And... I'm realizing now that uh, me and D are like compiling just all of these different binges that we've done, <laughs> that we've gotten through. And um, All-American, the funny thing about it is that, you know, there are those of you who have listened to the podcast from the beginning, and you know that I've shared that my birth name isn't Raven. Um, I changed my name when I was 17. But somebody, there's a character on the show that has my literal birth name. And I thought that that was so funny. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is so every time the name is said on the show, I'm always like, wow, that that's that's interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoy the show a lot. Uh, and I, I've heard nothing but good things about it. It's just that there's so many other things to watch on television that I never was able to get around to doing it. But I didn't know that Daniel Ezra was British did not know at all his accent is good especially because and i always find it funny when people don't we all have accents that's hilarious to me that people assume they don't but i think he does a really good job at a west coast accent i do so kudos to him and i i appreciate that watching tay Diggs in this role i don't see other characters that he's played which of course I have not been able to say on this podcast about all actors. And so I appreciate that about Tay that like, okay, I don't see his character Sam from Private Practice. I don't see him. And it's not like Tay is doing a whole lot, you know? Like for some actors, I'm looking for them to kind of change the way they look, you know, uh, to, to speak differently. Something that kind of takes me out of seeing you and seeing someone else. And Tay doesn't do that, but yet and still I still I still don't see the exact same character. So kudos to him on that. But I enjoy the majority of the cast, I do. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, season two has in store. Then there's The Magicians. And I know there are misfits who are listening to this who know about The Magicians. I feel like we're all kind of separated from each other. <laughs> Those who watch The Magicians, we kind of have to find each other. That's how I feel about my friends who watch Community as well. That of which right now, I think I don't know anyone personally who watches Community. But I'm sure, as a matter of fact, I think my friend Marcus 
watches The Magicians. But I am coming towards the end of season four of The Magicians. And I believe that their fifth, their fifth season is done. And I'm waiting for it to come to Hulu. Uh, I think it may be ending soon. I think that out of the sixth season. Yeah, I think the sixth season is going to be their last season. And that's cool. You know, Community had, a, uh, had only six seasons as well. So there are some shows. And what was it? Um, Sex and the City either had six or seven. But yeah, there are some shows where that's enough. And, you know, with The Magicians, that's an hour long. You know, Sex and the City and uh, Community were both a half hour. So to get a show to be able to go six seasons with an hour each, I'm good on that. Because I believe Buffy also had six or seven seasons. So, yeah, that, that, that to me, that's a sweet spot to be able to do that. To be able to get to the point where you have six or seven seasons, that's a good amount of television. Especially if you're an hour long that people can watch. Uh, but, yeah, Magicians is... It's definitely one of those, to me, a very binge-worthy show. Like, when you start watching it, you're not going to want to stop, especially certain seasons. Certain seasons, you really get wrapped up in it. Um, next would be Love is Blind. This is going to be short and sweet. I couldn't do it. Um, I could not get through Love is Blind. I attempted to get through the first episode. I did that. But once I got to the second episode, a couple of scenes in, and I was like, nah. And my main reason for it is because I already have The Circle on Netflix. So I'm like, I think I'm all tapped out when it comes to reality television on Netflix. I, I can't do anything else. The Circle, I really enjoyed. I liked that a lot. But this Love is Blind show, it's not working for me. And I mean, and it did very well. I'm fairly certain there's easily going to be a second season. But the way that it spoke to everybody else, it didn't speak to me. Not at all. I wasn't feeling it. Um... Then Onward, uh, watched Onward this past weekend with D, and he was saying that he felt like it was kind of childish. Um, it didn't really speak to him, you know, in a way that maybe other animated shows, or excuse me, other animated movies or shows that kind of speak more to adults can do. Like he was talking about Adventure Time and stuff, and I get that. And I forgot what movie he asked me about. He asked if it was, you know, more adult, and I was like, I'm not sure. I don't know what I was expecting with Onward, but I know a lot of Pixar movies tend to do a good job of being able to speak to both adults and kids at the same time. I can admit that I heard a lot of positive things about Onward, so it made me hopeful about seeing it, but when I watched it, it was kind of blah. Like, this was definitely a movie that I felt should have been longer, you know? When it got to the end, I was like, I don't feel like I've spent nearly enough time with these characters. And I'm not going to give anything away, but I, I will say that when it was done and over with, it didn't feel like they went on a quest. And I'll leave it there. It didn't feel like they went on a quest at all. It was, it was, it was interesting. I, I'm not even sure if I would watch it again. Maybe on a day where I'm like really bored just because I genuinely love Pixar films. I do. So I may watch it again just because I'm bored one day. But it would definitely go pretty low on the list if I was to have to give a list of, you know, from from uh, least to favorite um, Pixar movies. It would be pretty low on the list. Not because it was bad. It was just it wasn't it wasn't complete. You know, it just wasn't complete to me. 
Then we go to a surprise on the Disney on the Disney Plus streaming service, which is the Muppet Show. And I don't mean, you know, for those who know about the Muppet Show, like back in the day, back in the day. No, I mean like they made a version of the Muppet Show, I believe, about two years ago that was supposed to be filmed like um, Modern Family, and I didn't watch it because I've stopped watching a lot of live TV. But, and it's not like one person watching can make a difference, but I was kind of sad that they only had one season. Because once I watched it on Disney+, Plus, I'm like, this was a really funny show. I enjoyed it a lot, and I appreciated it. it, it speaking of what Dee was saying as far, as far as a show that one would think would be for kids being more adult, this version of The Muppets was definitely a lot more adult. And that alone is what made me, I would have liked at least four seasons of this. I think four seasons of this would have been pretty cool. Even three. Um, but just being one season, I was like, that's unfortunate. I wish more people would have tuned into it. Then, Little Fires Everywhere, which is on Hulu with Reese Witherspoon and Carrie, um, Carrie Washington. I was about to say Carrie Russell and Carrie Washington. Uh, both of them do a great job as, as their characters. Uh, for me... With Reese, I was a little iffy only because I feel like her character on Little Fires Everywhere leans a little too much into um, Big Little Lies. That's the name of the show, right? On HBO. I feel like there's not enough space between those two characters. On the flip side, I can say that I believe Carrie Washington, I have not post-scandal I have not seen her play the same character in anything that she's done from um, Anita Hill to uh, what was it? What was the movie on Netflix American story or something like that to little fires everywhere. None of these women are the same characters and I love it. I absolutely love it, especially for someone like Carrie Washington, where you could have assumed that people have tried would have tried to lock her in to Olivia Pope. And to be honest, I think that she's lucky in the sense that I think it's going to be difficult for her to ever play a character like Olivia Pope again. Like Olivia was a, a very specific type of character and I think it's going to be difficult and I mean I guess it could show up in some instances like you know attitude and things of that nature but she's done a really good job of navigating being very different characters since then. Um, so kudos to her but what I like so far about Little Fires Everywhere um, it's a quote-unquote period piece. Well, I guess I don't have to say quote-unquote because it actually is a period piece. <laughs> it takes place in the 90s, I believe. Uh, but yes, it takes place in the 90s. I remember them listening to TLC. But what I like about it is that it hits on some really important topics and t conversations that we're still having today, but I believe this show shines a light on just how important it is for us to have those conversations, you know? Because the show itself doesn't lean just into race equality, you know, it also has a lot to do with economic equality as well. And those are two major conversations that we're still having in this country that we've been having forever. And I believe they do a really great job of uh, tackling that. And in, I don't want to give too much away, so I'll leave it there. But it's a, a very interesting story of family, a very interesting story of family that we don't often see a lot on television that I enjoy that they're doing on that show. And this is actually based off of a book. Um, so kudos to them. Kudos to them for that. 
So next on my list would be Station 19, which is a spinoff of Grey's Anatomy, like Private Practice was. And I initially was not a big fan of Station 19. Most people I know who are into Grey's Anatomy or who were into Private Practice did not like Station 19. But what I can say is that this current season, wow. Like, when I say that they have completely turned around how I felt about that show, completely. So kudos to the writers, like kudos to the writers. The the acting on the show is superb. Everyone does a great job across the border on the show, but I wanna focus on the writers because I believe that they're the ones who completely turned the show around. I don't know what happened. I don't know what was in the way initially when it comes to this show. One thing I can say is that somebody had a really smart idea to do something that you don't normally see and a lot of spinoffs, which is they have now in this season pretty much permanently put Grey's Anatomy and Station 19 together. So in every episode, you can in every episode of Station 19, you can be sure you're going to see someone from, from Grey's Anatomy. And I like that. I think that that's really smart because they don't have to play really big roles, you know? People from Grey's Anatomy will just show up and they'll be in a scene and that's it. And what it does is that it makes the viewers of Grey's Anatomy more comfortable with looking at Station 19. And if they look at Station 19, then they'll get into the writing and the acting and how good the show itself actually is minus their characters from Grey's Anatomy. And they, the storylines are just awesome this season. Like, I'm in. I'm completely in. And it was also smart of them to now put Station 19, I believe it's on before Grey's. I believe it still is. Um, so I think Station 19 now comes on at 8 and Grey's Anatomy comes on at 9. I believe so. And it's just smart. They 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 clearly wanted this show to be a success. And they didn't, you know, say to themselves, okay, like there was another show and it's completely gone from me now. But uh, it was on ABC and it didn't come on, I think during the summer of either last year or the year before that, it started finally coming on during the regular block of Shonda shows, but by that point, so many people weren't into it that it didn't matter anymore, and it was canceled. But it was a really, For the People, that was the name of the show. For the People was really good, and I'm disappointed because Hulu doesn't have it anymore, so I don't know where I will be able to find it. And it was a really good and really relevant show. And so I guess they were like, we're not gonna have this happen again, you know, not, not another Shondaland show. So they figured out what to do. And kudos to them, they figured it out and the show was all the better for it. Then, Lost. I told you guys, I, there are a lot of shows. That I, <laughs> and this time that I've been gone, I've been watching a lot. So I finally started watching Lost. I believe I might be on episode 10 or 12, I believe, something. Like, I, I when I got into it, I got into it. Like, I think I watched episode 1. Finally, mind you, because I had it... Um, on my list on Hulu forever for maybe a year uh, and then I finally decided I was going to start watching it over the last couple of weeks and when it's good it's good it definitely is I'm still only on the first season so um, I'm not sure what to expect I just hate that I know the ending already you know um, I didn't foresee myself ever getting into Lost so for that reason I didn't care you know I was like I can know the, the ending that's no big deal but now that I'm watching it I'm like oh I would have liked to have been as pissed off by not knowing what was gonna happen as everybody else however the funny thing is is 
in knowing how the show ends, looking at the first season already, I'm kind of like, well, I feel like they're kind of giving you clues, you know? But um, I look forward to seeing what happens in the seasons to come. I'm definitely enjoying it. Motherland, Fort Salem. Um, that is a show on uh, Freeform. And it's, pr- it's a very interesting story about witches. And what I love about it is that it's kind of taking the military and saying what would have happened if witches were at the forefront of all of this. So, you know, it's like instead of George Washington, if it was actually a woman who was a witch who was heading everything. And it, it's really cool. It's re- I like the concept behind it. Uh, I had a period. I think they've had two or three episodes. I think episode two, I started falling off. But episode three brought me back again. Uh, as long as it stays with smart storytelling and a good amount of action and suspense, I'll stay there. But I can easily see this show becoming one where I will begin to get bored. Uh, but right now, it's such a unique story in the way that they're going about how witches are, you know. And and it's very, like, from the perspective of women are stronger, you know. And I'm like, such interesting storytelling. I'm appreciating this. So I'll stay. I, I, I'll see how I feel come episode five. <laughs> Someone, one of you misfits out there, please give me a reason to get back to watching Killing Eve season two. Struggle serious struggle um season one was nothing one of the easiest binges in the world uh but for whatever reason season two and it could just be because there's so many other things to watch so many other things to watch uh that i've just kind of been like "Eh." (laughs) it hasn't really happened for me uh so i don't know i guess i need to kind of push everything else to the side and get back to it but if any of you have seen killing eve season two Hit me up and let me know you need to keep going, you know, because I believe season three is coming. Um, so, yeah, just give me the extra push that I need. I'll appreciate it. Some documentaries. So D and I watched three different documentaries. One was the Hillary docuseries. Um, another one was Hate Thy Neighbor. And another is Cults and Extreme Beliefs. All of these are on Hulu. All of them are definitely worth watching. Um, the Hillary one I thought was really good. And when I was watching it, it was so interesting to me because I'm sitting there saying to myself, she tr- she really is a Scorpio. She truly is. And I understood it because there's a certain, there's a certain amount of fakeness. And it, I, it's understandable because a lot of people didn't think that um, Hillary was real at all. But from the way that I, I, I don't know, the way that I, it's difficult for us to fake stuff and we definitely can't give the happy giddy and all of that stuff i believe that she is a politician at heart and because of that you know there are a lot of things about her that probably are dishonest you know but when i was watching it all i was saying to myself is i can only imagine how difficult this must be for her because scorpios are really good at being able to play the mental game we're extremely cerebral people but when it comes to the extra emotions of people, like I can only imagine what it must have been like for her to be out on the stump and all of these people giving all these different opinions and all that stuff. We could care less about those things, you know? Um, we, we know what it is we want and we go after it. All that other stuff, that posturing and all these other things, it's not us, it isn't, you know? So as I'm watching this, um, as I'm watching this docu-series, I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, 
I can only imagine because I know by nature she is a political beast. But you have to get caught up in all of the BS that goes along with it when all you want is just to accomplish a goal, you know? You are driven, you want to do it, you want to take care of it and have it done. But then it's all this minutia that you have to get through. <laughs> and at the end of it, I was like, that had to suck, especially the last time around when you knew that you were the more qualified person. But yet, and this is something that I often have a problem with, is people being able to relate to me. And that's why I thought, you know, initially it was weird when I began to talk about my issues with anxiety so much. And I had so many people, you know, DMing me and texting me and telling me how much they love those episodes of the podcast and how they can relate so much more and everything. And in my mind, I'm just like, well, why is it that you relate more to my pain and stuff like that, you know? But I've come to realize that that's just how a lot of people operate. A lot of people see a lot of people feel like they can see you more if they see your struggle and you see your pain um i may not necessarily get that scorpios may not necessarily be the people to be like oh we totally understand that um however you know i'm i'm thankful i'm thankful that people can relate to me in any way possible i think that that's beautiful and with hillary it simply was a thing of people could relate to trump more for whatever reason, people could relate to him more. Their their idea of him just saying whatever it is that he wants to say, that that worked for people, you know? Um, so that was, a, I enjoyed that, that docuseries a lot. Um, of course, I'll be remiss if I did not talk about Tiger King. Um, <laughs> that was an absolute binge. D and I watched that from start to finish. And like, we like literally sat, like we didn't, we didn't go anywhere. Um, we just watched that from start to finish, sun up to sundown. Uh, and interesting wouldn't even be doing it justice, honestly. Um, I don't want to give anything away because like, you know, a few of the reviews that I've read afterwards have said, they do a good job of not giving you all of the, you know, big bam surprises at the beginning. They don't, and I like that a lot. As a matter of fact, I think I even mentioned that to D. I was like, oh wow, didn't see that coming. <laughs> like, like there is a woman named, I believe, Carol Baskins. Um, and there is something that happens with her by the time you get to a certain episode, I was even I was gonna say the number, but I won't even say that because I don't want anybody like anticipating it. Um, just know that it's during the uh the docuseries. But oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you're like what and for the record i also think that carol is a scorpio i'll be interested in finding out um if she is one if you watch the way that she carries herself and then look at the way that hillary carries herself they carry themselves the exact same way and i always tell people and it's the weirdest thing i don't believe the scorpio men all have the same eyes but i believe that all scorpio women have the same eyes now, I'm not sure if any of you are listening who are my um, Scorpio sister out there, but my sister Jackie, my sister Nicole, who goes but who also used to go by Luminous, my sister Janice B, all of their eyes are the same as Hillary's and Carol Baskin's. And if I was to line all of them up like in a row and show you all of their pictures, you'd probably, especially for those of you who are listening who know any of these women, you'd be blown away. And when I was looking at Carol, I was like, I think you're a Scorpio. Like <laughs> you carry yourself and you look like every Scorpio woman I know. It's the weirdest thing. She and she absolutely listen. 
I, I can't say anything because I don't want to give anything away. But if you are someone who is into astrology, watch Tiger King. And you may want to watch it the first time without thinking about astrology because it may ruin it for you. But go back and watch from the perspective of, um, of um, astrology and see if you can place signs to each person. Carol is so clearly a Scorpio. It blew my mind. Um, but yeah, watch it. Watch it. Uh, it is quite a wild ride absolutely uh, and that's it for the culture of pop it's it's so funny once again as i was um thinking of doing this podcast i was saying to myself i really think that this is going to be a brief healing because i can't think about what i'm going to talk about and even when i put down all of these different shows i was like yeah i'm probably going to say i watched it it was good and keep it moving but any of you who have listened to the podcast by now know that <laughs> it may seem difficult to be able to do a podcast all by yourself. But if you're comfortable enough, you absolutely can do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so with that being said, we are now moving on to our next song, which is and I want to give a shout out to one of my friends. Um, he put me on to Khalid and Khalid how would you pronounce it Khalid yeah because it's DJ Khalid and then Khalid okay so he put me on to Khalid and I listened to I believe the album is Sun City and I always love when I can listen to a project where I can listen from start to finish and that is absolutely Sun City it is like I listened to it and I was like, does this mean that I should be living in California? <laughs> I was listening to the album and I was like, this is me, you know, like you hear certain albums and you say this, this is me in music form, you know, that's the reason why my favorite hip hop album of all time is um, Kid Cudi, Passion, Pain and Demon's Land. Like it sounds like me. When, when the album comes on and I'm listening to it, I'm like, it is as if somebody took me and put me on, you know, put me in music. And that's how I feel when I listen to Sun City. It sounds like if somebody was to say, what is Raven? Somebody would turn that on and be like, and this is him. And so this particular song, because I sat back and I was like, what song could I even put? Because I love all of the songs in the whole album. But I decided that I was going to go with Better. Uh, it's a vibe it really is the whole album is but this song is a vibe this is definitely a driving down the highway in Miami with the top down type song um, so go ahead take a listen if you're not familiar with Khalid hopefully after this you want to check out more of his work enjoy love to see you shine in the night like the diamond you are
And now it is time for good news, Misfits. I hope you all have enjoyed this episode. This has been very, very different for me, and I love it. I really do. So I hope that you enjoyed it too. Um, I plan to do this kind of stuff for the rest of the month of April, just to help us to get through, you know. Uh, For those of us who are out on the front lines, for those of us who are working from home, for those of us who have been furloughed, like I want all of us to be able to find some type of joy in what's going on right now, you know? Um, I don't know, the simple things, like I hope those of you who were furloughed are able to get, or laid off altogether, I hope that you are able to get your unemployment checks, you know? Uh, for those of you uh, who are going to get your check from stimulus, I pray that you either save or spend wisely, you know, uh, just putting good love, good light and good energy out there for everybody. These are very unusual times that we're living in right now. You know, um, I know for me, my good news is, is that I'm still in good spirits. One of the best decisions I could have made was to leave social media after I had my emotional breakdown. Uh, I have been in a much better place. A much better place which is why i don't know how long i'll be on social media after i promote this episode and last uh, well in february's episode i don't know how long i'll be on social media because well specifically facebook and instagram i need to make sure i'm saying that because I've, i have no issues on twitter uh which is surprising to most people because lots of people have issues on twitter but like i always say my presence isn't big enough on twitter for me to have issues with anybody and also people get annoyed by me because when people attack attack me i just say a bunch of nice stuff to them and they get confused and keep it moving (laughs) i don't think twitter would be a place i'd have issues with anyway but um it becomes a little overwhelming for me to you know like get online every day and read people's anger and sadness and you know because i begin to take it on so it's like okay it's kind of best for me to just kind of separate so yeah uh we'll see we'll see how things go once i get back on but i can say that my good news is i am in really really good spirits even with everything that's going on right now even what's ha- even though what's happening in the world is what's happening in the world pop-
positive things are happening. You know, I'm keeping in great communication with my parents. My dad and I talk on Marco Polo every day now, you know, which had never happened before this. So we have to do our best to kind of find the positives in things, you know. Uh, we have all definitely, exp- well, I can't speak for everyone. I don't know everyone who's listening. But I have definitely had my fair share of hardships. You know, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast from the very beginning, you know just how down I was. So we go through things. So for those of you who are in places right now where you may not necessarily be ill, but you may not be in the best financial space right now, things will get better. I promise you that. Uh, I continue to pray and I hope that all of you who are listening will send out love, pray, meditate, however it is that you see fit to send love and light to those who are either battling um, COVID-19 right now or have family members or friends or loved ones who are battling it less than love light and peace out to all of those misfits out there they need it you know uh, this is the perfect opportunity for all of us to truly show up for each other right now we need to look beyond a whole lot of things that we get wrapped up in on a day-to-day basis just understand as a human race we need to get through this we really really do so to whoever is listening Whoever's listening to this podcast right now, I love you. I send you love. I send you light. I send you peace. And uh, yeah, so like I told you guys earlier, we would have two fairly new songs and the two classics. So um, again, going back to what I said before about the memories and remembering where you were the first time you heard this. Uh, My first time, well, the first time you heard a song, the first time I heard this, I was in um, theater tech class. And I remember all of us sitting around, uh, we had a radio out because I believe some of us had heard it in the morning on our way to school. Um, I was in the car, I forgot who brought me to school, Uh, but I was in high school, I was going to Baltimore School for the Arts, and we were in theater tech, and we were like, you know, or maybe it wasn't the whole song, maybe it was a snippet because it was world premiering. So I think it was premiering that morning, and we were like, you know, we all want to hear it. So we turn the radio on and we're waiting, you know, for the song to come on. The songs come, come, the song comes on and I remember it literally like it was yesterday. Like we could not stop playing that song all day long. It is the Fugees killing me softly. Shout out, of course, to the original Roberta Flack. But this song right here. Yeah, man, this was history. <laughs> this was history right here. I played this song over and over and over i got the score and i played the score of the entire album over and over and over so misfits we close out this episode with killing me softly i hope that you all enjoy it thank you so much for going on this very unique and different ride for the healing space and until next time i love you all namaste
on this roast, I got my girl L. One time, one time. Hey, yo, L, you know you got the lyrics. I heard he sang a good song. I heard he had a style. And so I came to see him and listen for a while. And there he was, this young But he just kept riding 